You're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach. This is a podcast for smart, driven, high-achieving women who are sick and tired of their food struggles holding them back from having a life that they really want. So if you're ready to stop the struggle with eating, fighting your body, and ultimately find your own food freedom, then you, my gorgeous, are so in the right place right now. If you love the conversations that we have here on Ditch the Diet Radio, then be sure to check out my website at rachelfoy.com for free workshops, gifts, and much, much more. So are you ready? Here's a brand new episode from Ditch the Diet Radio. Episode 14 of Ditch the Diet Radio, and today's guest is Sabrina Muller. And Sabrina, she's awesome, as you are about to find out. So she is actually a former fitness coach, and she was very much into like the fitness industry. Um, and because of that, she struggled herself with a few body image issues, shall we say. But she is now as passionate as I am about helping women to become completely comfortable with who they are. And she's got a really kick up the backside approach as you are about to find out. And she's she's fearless, she's fierce. Um, she really is on this pursuit of showing everybody how they can just be who they are on their own terms and giving themselves permission in whatever way, shape or form that may be. So make yourself comfortable. This is a very interesting conversation that I had with Sabrina. Um, for some reason, the audio is not as crystal clear as it normally is, but it's still audible and I'm sure that you're still going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So make yourself comfortable and here is the beautiful, delightful Sabrina Muller. Right then, so I'm hoping that Sabrina is on the other end. Are you there, gorgeous? I am indeed. Hey, how are you doing today? I am great. Really excited to have a chat to you um, and snuggled up so I'm actually warm as well, which is always a bonus in this weather. <laughs> no, exactly. We were just having a quick chat and Sabrina apparently is wrapped up in the Arctic conditions of Germany right now. <laughs> yes. Okay, right then. So let's, uh, let's have a quick chat. So before we get stuck into, I suppose, your zone of genius... Um, I was wondering if you could give us a very brief introduction as to who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I can give you the short version uh, of myself and my journey. Basically, I've come to realize that I'm pretty much a badass in my own rights. And so for me, it's all about confidence and success um, and really unleashing the badass that you are. Um, and the three main areas I focus on doing that is in the health and wellness industry, you know, a lot to do with uh, getting people and women in particular to move away from the whole, you know, diet role coast and have a totally different perspective when it comes to you know loving yourself loving you know loving your body loving the relationship you have with yourself um, and of course over the years uh, because I've been able to build a business based on you know on doing like I guess my zone of genius and learning a lot of things in terms of how to create an online empire so to speak I now actually work with some other you know women helping them to truly unleash a business from within which has been a really natural and beautiful um I guess, progression from where I started um, and having a lot of fun with it. And I think for me, the biggest thing is that I, I really want to just help women to understand that, yes, there's a badass within you. Um, and, you know, what does it mean for, like, what does it mean to be a badass? It's all about leadership. And to me, the key words here are all about authenticity, authority, um, abundance and alignment. Um, yes, which is, you know, I think it's a really, you know, 
important topic, really, if you think about it. Definitely. Gosh, there's some power words there, Sabrina, aren't there? Alignment, authenticity, and what were the other ones? Abundance and authority. Love it. I might have to write those down and stick them somewhere. So can you give us a bit of an idea then, Sabrina? Because like you said that you have been, you know, pulled into this whole helping women become like badass leaders and this is the experience that you've had yourself so can you take us back a little bit into your story so what's been your story when it comes to not feeling like a badass and not feeling very good about yourself where does that story start for you yeah you know what I think that story if I think about it now I think the story can be summed up that there was a point in my life when I was I was 28, I was living in Australia and living, you know, doing the corporate job. Um, and there was like a, a wake up moment where I realized that, you know what, I actually don't want to go down the path that everyone else is doing um, because of like what society teaches you, you know, like the old school thinking of go to school, you know, go to university, get a degree, get a good job, break your ass off and then hopefully retire and, you know, sometime in between, maybe have a holiday or two and so forth. And, you know, like I was, I literally was like I don't want this life for myself and I knew that there was something else and I guess I didn't know obviously what I know now but for me that you know that badass move of of wanting to be different has been all about um, stepping away from corporate and actually, you know, going into the fitness world um, because I always knew that, you know, like even my corporate world, I was like working in a recruitment and working with people. And I've always loved working with people and helping them. So for me, it made sense to, to you know, to follow my own passion, which was health and fitness. So I became a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor and started obviously working with women in that respect. And I guess it was something that I was hugely passionate about because obviously of my own struggles, right? Like a girl in their twenties who struggled to fit in, you know, accept herself, love herself, you know, uh, comparing their bodies to everybody else and having your own like, you know, diet demons that you you know, fight and that sort of stuff. So it, it, it made sense at the time. And so I entered the fitness industry in, I think 2008 or, you know, end of 2008, 2009. Um, and the funny thing is like the moment I started training people, I was like, yes, I've definitely found my calling but I also was like but I know it's not really yet where I wanted to be and what happened when I was training clients was that I realized that again there was so much more to like diets and wanting to lose weight and working out and obviously like eating the right foods and the whole self-sabotage and procrastination and all that sort of stuff and I got you know I got hugely interested as to you know as to why we do what we do for me, it opened up, you know, the whole world of human psychology and, and human behavior. Um, obviously, curious about myself, like, why was I doing the things that I yeah. was doing? You know, like, why am I, like, struggling with things? And, you know, like I said, it all came to a head point when at 28, I was like, oh, my God, like, here I am, like, a personal, like, a successful personal trainer and a group fitness instructor and helping clients achieve amazing results because of bringing in, you know, the coaching and the human behavior, all the things that I'd studied in the background. But secretly, I was dabbling in bulimia for about a year or two, and I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like it's the opposite of, like, authentic, like the opposite of like alignment, the opposite of like being truly, truly yourself. And that's when I was like, nah, I I need to like go big and beyond. And that's where I sort of created like the body love movement and, you know, moved into the online coaching and wanting to really stand out from the crowd. And I didn't want to do things in terms of like diets and weight loss transformations the way that everybody else was doing it. That's, I think that's such a powerful point for 
everyone to kind of recognize what what you're saying there that so many women and I want to come back to your story in a second but I think so many women do become so obsessed by the whole weight loss journey as you put it this weight loss transformation as if it's the main thing that they that they need to be in their world and actually that's you and I know that that's not true but going and kind of going back to your story though it's interesting that you said you got into the whole like um, well fitness industry yet you were also struggling with your own body image at the time so was was that something that you were really I suppose quite conscious of because you know you're you're in this position where you're trying to encourage women to feel confident yet actually behind closed doors you weren't feeling very good about yourself yeah well do you know what the funny thing is I, I probably didn't it, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal on the surface and I didn't know really what I didn't know at the time if it makes sense like I feel like you know obviously in hindsight I look back now and I was like I think I I played along like I played the role really well like you know I absolutely I did love training and obviously I loved like you know, experimenting with like nutritional lifestyles and obviously trying diets under the sun. And, but it never really got to the point where I was really like, um, radiating, you know, radiating that confidence from within. So I, I feel like I compensated a lot because I'm a big personality. Um, and I was like, yes, of course you can do everything. But on the inside I was like, Oh, but really can you? And I think, <laughs> you know, I think as a personal trainer, especially like there is such a huge pressure on looking the part. And I mean, I definitely did look the part, like my nickname was legs, you know, like, because I've got, you know, great shaped legs and a big booty, which apparently is obviously the thing you know it's quite popular and I'm very grateful and I've worked my ass off for it but I, I I think you know like again like that whole motivation of why do you work out the whole motivation of why do you eat um that changed for me a lot when I got to the point where I was like ah bullshit like I'm actually not being all of me and there's a level of like authenticity and vulnerability that we that a lot of women didn't like don't want to um, go into so it stays a lot like a, a surface level thing you know it, it becomes a lot about just what you look like and chasing a dream ch- you know chasing chasing um, this ideal body at the cost of everything when you know when really the consequences are terrible like it can really truly mess you up mentally emotionally spiritually physically talk about hormones and you know what have you not but I think that you know, once you change perspective, that your whole motivation changes and you can actually have fun in the process. Like, you can actually, like, you know, love exercise. You can love, like, eating healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and this is where the switch comes in that I think is so important that many women don't see. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that because my, my story is quite, well, quite similar to yours in the sense of I was an exercise addict along with being a diet junkie. And exercise for me was more about punishment rather than pleasure. It was, you know burning off calories or it was about stripping my body of fat or it was about toning up and it was it was the wrong motivation which as you've clearly also just said that's actually really destructive because if that's your own motivation for working out is because you don't like yourself and for me it was actually that I hated myself so it was one step further it's going to end up having a really a really negative impact on on your behavior and how you feel about yourself so mm, I'm just um I'm curious partly because you were actually in the industry from a professional point of view do you and you might not be able to answer this but I'm I'm curious as to what your experience was do you do you feel like this is something that a lot of 
professionals perhaps struggle with in this capacity of like body image because you said yourself like you there was a lot of pressure for you to look a certain way doing the job that you did so do you think this is quite a quite a common struggle for a lot of actual trainers in the fitness industry yeah do you know what I'm obviously like I can't speak on behalf of everyone but I would you know I would assume yes 100% yes because there's been a lot of conversations with other trainers and colleagues in the industry especially when I sort of stepped away um, from just the you know just from training people from a physical aspect and kind of started talking about body love and you know like loving yourself and loving your body and it's and it's extraordinary to realize that I, I, I feel like it's sometimes like, you know how as a coach, you know, people say you end up coaching or you end up coaching and teaching others what you had to learn about yourself. And I, I almost feel like with exercise, you know, professionals, it's probably the same. Like they end up wanting to teach others and train others because they've had their own journey to learn about themselves. But a lot of them become victim. Like they become victims to society pressures, to what they believe is the norm. And of course, being a professional, then the expectation is a lot higher. So yes, definitely, there's a lot of pressure. And I believe that a lot of girls, or like, I, you know, mainly my colleagues are females, obviously, but um, the ones that I've spoken to have admitted to it. And I would guarantee that there's a, it's almost like, something that people don't even want to talk about it's more like a sh- like under the table type issue you know yeah I mean the reason why I asked you is I've, I've spoken to quite a few like you know people within the fitness industry over the last few months doing the podcast and quite a lot of them are, have said the same kind of thing like the pressure is ridiculous and there's a lot of under the table conversations about how body confidence is actually really low even though they might physically appear to have the perfect form and it's it's actually quite a screwed up message that we're putting out there into the world, right? It's a, <laughs> a conversation well, exactly. starter. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. And I guess that's what I was going to say about that's where the whole lack of authenticity comes from. You know, and this is like, you know, the opposite of people living in alignment, like people teaching what I think they want to be teaching and so much head stuff going on and not enough heart stuff going on, not enough like vulnerability and, and like honest, honest like conversation because people are afraid to like, open up their closet and be like actually like I'm perfectly imperfect but I I hate to admit that you know yeah I think that whole perfectionism is probably something you and I could spend a whole episode just talking about oh my god Uh, that's the foundation of a lot of this dysfunctional behavior okay so going back to your story then so you said that you're in you're working in the fitness industry you're there kind of you know teaching other people how to get the perceived perfect body yet you're struggling with your own body image and then you started to move towards this whole body love movement can you explain to us like what was what was the reason behind that why did you decide to start moving in towards the whole body love side as opposed to beating myself up and trying to get slim and toned yeah, totally. I think there was a couple of things. I think there was a there was a, a personal shift or like, you know, like a defining moment, as you call it, like a personal wake up moment um, where, you know, I, I separated from a relationship at the time. And it was one of those where I could get married and probably could have lived a you know happy life for like 80 percent of the time. But I realized it was like, I felt like I was settling and I was settling in that relationship. I was settling for, you know, a number of things. And and I realized I was like, Oh my God, like, and I'm settling in myself as well. Like I'm, I'm accepting a status quo about me, which actually that's not me. And I felt like, 
it's that whole like I'm playing small, like I'm definitely not actually stepping up to the plate and therefore I'm covering up um, instead of like just showing it all and digging really deep. So, you know, it was it was a lot when I – I think it was the time, I guess, where you kind of like open up Pandora's box and you really, you know, try to understand yourself. Like why do you act? Why do you think? What are your beliefs based on obviously your life stories, your experiences, your patterns, your, you know, your upgrowing and so forth. Um, so it was a, a big like wake-up call in my personal life as to like a huge curiosity about who I am as a person and why am I settling and why would I be playing small? when I know that I've got definitely amazing gifts to share with the world and why is it so hard to like break down the walls and ask for help or like you know show vulnerability and that sort of stuff so there was that side of it and I think the other side of it was that you know like I I was seeing just people mainstreaming this whole weight loss industry making a lot of money from it but not in an ethical way, like when I say not illegally, but do you know what I mean? Like not not in an authentic way where I could see like obviously the fitness industry, it's it's a big ass industry. And yes, there's a lot of money of it because there's serious problems going on with people generally being overweight and having, you know, a horrible relationship to food and the fast food industry and so forth. So there's some there's a, a serious problem, but I think that people are mainstreaming it and benefiting from it and making money and selling like quick, you know, um, you know, like quick fixes and magic bullets, nuts stuff and I was really really getting really irritated and I guess like working at the gym that I was they were running like 12 week challenges where you could win a really great amount of money and so I know that people for 12 weeks would do this whole like bodybuilder diet of just eating like chicken and broccoli and train for like stupid amount of hours um, and then it's like yeah but what after like what after the 12 weeks like you're going to start going back to living a normal life and you're going to go out and you're going to have like social like social outings and you know, you're going to screw up your mind, you're going to screw up your body even more. So I was just kind of like really resisting that and really like felt called to go, I feel like someone truly needs to speak up to to let people know what it's truly about, to give them something that they haven't been given because it's not about just what you eat and how you train. It's actually you, you know, mindset. It's you, you know. Totally. And I think that, you know, the the bit about the whole diet industry being a very – mainstream well it's a multi-billion dollar industry isn't it at the end of the day and I think there's so many people out there that sadly they do prey on body insecurities as in you know this is the next best fix this is the thing you need to buy into this is the thing that you need to do and and I think you know that then there needs to be more awareness out there like you're saying with your body love movement that that's not going to help with anything because any any single one of us can do something for a limited amount of time but then at the end of it, it's like, well, then what? You know, it's like nothing's changed. You still feel the same way about yourself. You go back to normality. And then you, like you said, you're, you're going to feel even more messed up um, because you're going to then feel like you've somehow failed and let yourself down. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, all head stuff. So so your body love movement then, what's, what's, mm. your, what's your kind of ethos with this now? So you're kind of suggesting that, for, for most people that, you know, are, are in that position where they've been beating themselves up in the gym, they've been really restrictive with their eating, they're following like crazy eating plans and they're on and off them, which is, you know, something that I do myself. There's no happy balance when it comes to food. What's your mm. message behind the whole like body love ethos? Like what is it exactly that we now need to do in order to start changing this cycle? Sure. I think, you know, the body love movement, when I created that, the message with it is um, eat to live and live to love. Nice. Yeah. 
that's that's really nice. Thank you. Um, Which is also very self-explanatory, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, You know, like, I think it's, you know, it's like eat to live because obviously, like, people need to move away from the whole, you know, just wanting to achieve a physical appearance of, you know, physical goal. But understanding actually that food is like absolutely essential in life like we, we need food because it's fuel and you know like thinking about like you with whatever you eat you're either going to you know kill yourself or you're going to ensure that you live a long happy healthy life so I think that that's really important for people to understand not to underestimate the power of food um but also the whole like live to love like you know like not in a super spiritual like more like a spiritual gangster kind of way that you know like what if if, it, if there's no love in the air then like in life then what is it like do you know what i mean like at the end of today like it's it's more that whole give yourself food freedom you know like i've, I've written a book um called confessions of a diet junkie or of a weight loss junkie um and really the the the, the you know the freedom or the i guess the what's the word the 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 recipe right it's just freedom like setting yourself up like setting yourself free from the relationship you have from food um and really examining truly what it is so you can set yourself free so because really it's about having a healthy relationship to food to your body and then yourself because only if you have that and truly come to a point of you know call it self-love and self-acceptance and self-awareness all that sort of stuff then you truly put yourself in a position to create an extraordinary life because you're gonna have the confidence the drive the motivation you know the backup you know the backbone to create any extraordinary results in your life no, and that's so important, right? Because I think so many of us, and myself included, when I struggle with this for like about 14 years altogether, we do it the wrong way around. It's like, you know, we kind of think, well, if I go on a diet and I drop 10 pounds or I drop two dress sizes, suddenly I'll feel better and I'll feel more confident and I could do this and I could do that. Whereas actually that kind of need to go on a diet is fueled for some reason because we don't like ourselves or we, you know, some of us hate ourselves or some of us don't feel that we're good enough or that we're lovable enough. That's the thing that needs to be addressed, right? Like deep down inside us, they are the things that we need to be spending our focus and our energy on because losing weight and changing your body size or your body shape or toning up or whatever it might be for you, that's going to have very little impact on the deep stuff inside because none of that shifts until you start to shift your mindset, right? Oh, 100%. And as, I mean, and you've hit the nail on the head. I've just had a conversation with a lady here in Germany um, because she was just kind of saying that the whole mindset um, thing is sort of moving into Germany in terms of people realizing that it is about mindset. Um, and I said, yeah, it's exactly what you said. People are trying to fix um, whatever problem they have, like, you know, in particular, not feeling good enough or being pretty enough or smart enough or having whatever have you not look or not fitting in this particular size clothing, you know, you know, size eight, skinny jeans, what have you not. Uh, people try to fix it externally, exactly like you said, like people try to, you know, take diets or uh, take pills or do whatever, like put it in their mouth or whatever, have you not, like trying to fit, like ex- expand like a physical force externally to trying to create an internal shift. When really it's the other way around. Like you said, if you actually start with the inner work, um, then the external world will change as a consequence. Can you tell us about mindset work, Sabrina? So what's your definition of mindset work? Like, Where do you start with this topic? Um, 
Obviously, it's, yeah, it's a big topic. For me, it's really starting examining examining the relationship that you have with yourself. Um, and the three, I guess, like if you if you kind of looking like look at a process, I would say the journey, the mindset journey that you have would be number one would be about self awareness, um, number two about self acceptance, and then number three about self actualization. All right, okay. so I. I think that, you know, like the, the three parts, obviously, number one, it's about awareness. Like 95% of success comes from awareness. But a lot of us don't know what we don't know and how we behave and understanding conscious and our conscious mind. And, you know, that we have like these voices in our heads and the intentions to do the right thing. But then we actually act out of accord, like we act out of alignment because unconsciously there's programming, right? There's obviously beliefs and stories and, and stuff embedded in you that you don't know because that's, you know, that shit's sort of been built over years. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I think the self-awareness part is really getting curious about, you know, who you are. Like, how do you behave? What are, what are the thoughts going on in your world? Like, uh, where does your focus go? Where does your energy go? Just understanding some really, like, um, simple principles um, about mindset is really important. Um, and then, obviously, moving into the acceptance bit. And this is where, you know, like... It's like when you take off the gloves, where you stop defending yourself and you actually just start coming to a place of accepting. And this is like a little bit of change work, you know, like obviously changing behaviors, changing beliefs, changing stories, um, you know, getting really deep and personal and like opening up what I call Pandora's box and, you know, looking in the mirror and doing the whole self-responsibility and um, taking responsibility, which I think is something people forget to do a lot and I think people like just like to blame things uh and people and situations instead of like focusing back and you know putting the finger pointing the finger at oneself um and then obviously coming to the point of self-actualization where you know like you realize that you know like body love and happiness and 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 all that it doesn't happen one day it actually happens every day and you get the you know you get to choose and understanding that it's always going to be a journey and you know like, like like people say it's never about the destination it is actually all about the journey and understanding that we are always going to be work in progress but that can be actually a really exciting thing like I love to grow like I love knowing how I can become even a better version of myself and that is from a complete place of like gratitude um and joy and acceptance of who I am you know truly loving myself for who I am now and understanding that the more I grow, the more I become, then the more I get to do, get to be, you know, get to have, get to impact the world with. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. And I think those um those three points like you mentioned then, so they're awareness, acceptance and actualization. I think yes. um I think as you're, as you're talking, I'm just sort of like thinking about some of the people that I've sort of worked with over the years and actually a few that I've got right now. And I think the acceptance part, and correct me whether you've noticed any difference, but I think acceptance can be a real challenge for so many of us because it's, it's particularly when it comes to body image and how we feel about ourselves, because some people really resist actually being able to accept where they are right now, whether it's about how they look, how they feel, their circumstances. And it's almost like there's this fear that if I accept myself where I am right now, that suddenly things are going to get even worse. Like I'm going to throw the towel in and just keep on eating or put loads of weight on. But actually from my experience and probably yours as well, that's actually not true, is it? No, it's not. And 
you know, you're absolutely right. I think there's there's a couple of things that we could talk about, like when it comes to acceptance. That number one is that whole like responsibility. Um, you know, like that. Um, I think it's it's you know for some people really 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 hard to accept like a hundred percent responsibility um, for you know for themselves to really understand that hey you know what if I look at my bank account <laughs> and I have no money then that's because of nobody else because of me if I'm not in a loving relationship with someone then I can't blame like I don't know wherever I'm living that they're full of idiots and it's actually because of me on some like, like shape or form on some level and if I don't love myself like it, that's because of me like I'm choosing not to so I think the responsibility is really big um, I think that obviously it's that setting yourself free to think um, to think different, like to go down a path that is less traveled, you know, the path less traveled, to kind of go, you know, like, um, you know, like metaphorically speaking, like flick the birds at like society and say, you know what, actually like the way you teach me, I should be living my life or the, what I should look like, um, actually is nonsense. Because if you look at society, like we're the most indebted, the most like sick, um, and drugged up society with marriages breaking down left, right and center. Um, so, you know, so what society teaches you isn't actually the norm anymore, but I think people are scared. And the other thing I think is that like, where does that like that that feeling of scare like where does that come from and that's the fear it comes from control and I think it's really important that we talk about it like and you would probably know this obviously like choosing to accept something means we're letting go of something else and by 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 letting go there's this fear of like not being in control and obviously we're wired to needing to be in control like we're wired to like you know from back in our ancestry days to we need to be in control we need to be accepted we need to fit in otherwise we're not going to survive and our tribe is going to murder us or you know kick us out so there's like a you know there's a wiring within us in our dna that says we need to belong we need to be accepted we need to be part of something so therefore if we're choosing to let go of control then what if people don't accept us anymore? What if people don't love us anymore? What if we step into the unknown and we have no idea where this path is going to lead us? But I feel like that is where the magic lies. Like inside, I feel like inside your comfort zone, you will always stay your most insecure. But when you when you give yourself permission to fall forward and step into you know, the unknown, AKA outside your comfort zone. That's where the true magic lies. That's where the true potential lies. This is where people say like, you know, at the edge of the comfort zone lies, you know, lies the mountain that you can claim your own. No, totally. And I'd agree with that. Like with my own personal stuff, with the kind of some of the stories of my clients. And I think anyone listening to this right now, particularly when it comes to what we focus on here on Ditch the Diet Radio about getting rid of the diets, so many women do panic and they get really fearful at the thought of actually not having the diets anymore and you know stepping out of that comfort zone of just figuring it out on their own um but that like like you're saying sabrina that's really where the magic happens when you stop when you stop looking for all these external rules and plans and programs to tell you how you should be eating and what you should be doing and you actually find it out in your own way you know from an internal job so to speak that's when you can really step into that place of empowerment and body confidence and everything that you're talking about, which is a whole point of why we exist, right? <laughs> yes, totally. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. Totally. So before we well, before we wrap up, actually, because we're coming towards the end already, God, we could talk about this all day long. Oh, um, yeah, totally. 
Could you give us um, a bit of an idea, Sabrina, as to anyone that's wanting to, I suppose, find out a bit more about you and your programs? Can you direct us on where they can find some more information? Yeah, totally. If you just head to my website, um, which is www.sabrinamiller.com.au, um, and Miller is spelled M-U-L-L-E-R, uh, you can actually have a look. There is some like free gifts that I give away. There's like a um, a body confidence like cheat sheet. Um, there's definitely there's a video series I've done on emotional eating. Um, as well as like a, a, the food sobriety challenge, <laughs> which I've done, which is like a seven day challenge. And that one is really particularly really exciting to me because it's where I'm really introducing the, the, you know, giving yourself the freedom and like take a responsibility to, to think for yourself and not just like, here's another meal plan, um, and follow this. So you can check it out on my website and there's a couple of programs as well, like a 30 day feel good nude challenge because it's not just about looking good nude but also feeling good nude um and then obviously my body love formula which is teaching women how to eat themselves beautiful awesome well all of your details sabrina are below this interview for any of you that are watching watching listening to this on my website so all of your social media links will be on there as well so totally thank you very much for spending the last 35 minutes with us it's been wonderful to find out a bit more about your passion you know about helping other women become empowered in their skin um and i love your um, your thing about being a badass because i think we could all do with being a bit more badass <laughs> oh totally thanks for having me and uh, yeah great to chat thank you so much you're very welcome enjoy the rest of your day see you later bye. see you then bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Diet Radio, everyone, with your host, Rachel Foy. That's me. If you've got ever any questions, then you can email me at info at rachelfoy.com. Be sure to check out the website, rachelfoy.com, for your free gifts and other bits and pieces. And if you would like to leave a review or subscribe to the podcast, then please do so. I am trying my absolute best right now to get the most amazing, incredible, and inspirational people on the podcast show. And if there's anyone that you would really like me to interview, then drop me a message and I will see what I can do. Have an awesome day and remember that you can have a life where food doesn't control you. I can't wait to show you how. Bye.